The views presented in this program are not meant to express the specific views of the Lafayette Bible Fellowship. You are listening to the Vigilance Radio Network. Welcome back to the podcast, episode number 13. A little bit uh, a little bit late, sorry about that, a little technical difficulties, but welcome back to the podcast, Culture Insanity. Again, this is episode 13. Um, yeah, just uh, off the top, for those of you that are interested, uh, we have a few different uh, things on the docket tonight. We're going to be talking about Roseanne. She seems to be a popular figure since her since her TV show relaunched, I guess she's always been sort of a popular figure, but and controversial, right? She's always been sort of a controversial comedian. Yes. <laughs> um, so there's something in the in the in the news and the headlines with one of her latest episodes of her relaunched show. We're going to be talking about this um, new film by Lars von Trier. Once again, another controversial um, figure in. In entertainment, um, so Cannes Film Festival has been going on. I don't actually know how long Cannes Film Festival is, like if it's a weekend thing or multiple weeks. But, anyways, it it had been going on. I don't know if it still is or not. Uh, he has a new movie out, um, and yeah, that had some some polarizing uh, effect on people that were at Cannes. Um, we might no 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 no. We're gonna be talking about DJ Khaled and his views apparently on um, sex, his sexual relationship with his wife, and um, his views um, as far as women, I guess, goes in in sex. Um, there's a new movie coming out with Paul Rudd and steve coogan um just a trailer that i've seen so far but there's maybe some interesting um stuff in that and then um finally the growing trend that is um (laughs) apparently pansexuality um and just um media trying to push the that sexual narrative um or redefine the sexual narrative um even more so, a few different things on our docket. We have um, another fun game set up tonight. So we got some good feedback last last episode with our our call in to our our different contestants, and so we're bringing that um, format back. We have a few people um, lined up to call. We got some <coughs> trivia, and the trivia this week will be reboot trivia in honor of things being rebooted basically so yeah karate kid just came out like a week ago on youtube red right um so we were like hey you reboot trivia that's a good that's a good um whatever category so yeah a few different things so i guess let's get into it um i want to hit a couple things before our trivia we got people on standby at around eight thirty, so we're going to try and be be uh do right by them so uh, first up, just looking at our list here. So, Roseanne. Um, so, the last episode of R- Roseanne has been labeled uh, Islamophobic because the long and short of the episode is she has a neighbor living next to her um, who are Muslims, okay? And so, with that becomes all the stereotypes that... Um, Muslim people have in this country, um, you know, Roseanne calling them some terrorist or some some version of that of that name or whatever. Um, and so, yeah, it's interesting. But so she's getting a lot of backlash and and people calling Roseanne Islamophobic and sort of the question or the angle we're coming at is is two, I guess. So is this more just on? Um, on on the notion that people's sense of humor is just increasingly um weak so that's that's one aspect of it and we've talked about that many times uh in the past um and then two like can we can we no longer comment or 
yeah, can we no longer comment on something, excuse me, without being um, accused of being anti whatever we're commenting on? So it's interesting because in the episode, like the episode plays out. Yes, she starts out, she is, she's, um, being prejudiced towards her neighbor because they're Muslims and she's stereotyping them and all these different things. But in the end, like it ends on a good note. She's on a good relationship with her neighbor. And the whole thing is just social commentary on the growing, um, yeah, Islamophobia in general in this country. Um, and so like, yeah, the whole, the whole episode is just social commentary. It's, it's not saying it's, it's good. In fact, quite the opposite. Roseanne came out and, said it herself like whatever she said in the article i can't remember but yeah so when is it why can't why can't that exist in today's age and like i've we see it with yeah like we've had personal experiences with it and i know you have probably more than me but like there's no you can't even enter into the ring right you can't if you're not from that um, whatever you want to call it. Side of the fence. Side of the fence. Yeah, I'm trying to be politically correct. If you're not from that side of the fence, then you simply don't understand. And any attempt you try to make on commenting on that position is just racist or Islamophobic or, or this or that. So where are we at with, with that? Like, where is society at? Is there no longer social commentary like is that not allowed anymore or whatever like what's the deal what do you think well now that i'm finished doing my <laughs> responsibilities on what, the computer what did you say um <clears throat> yeah what was the question yeah so we're talking about roseanne and we're talking about the episode and it's just if you're not from that side of the fence as you put it um you simply you just can't stay out of it like you have no business commenting on it and any attempt you make at speaking into an issue or an expressing an opinion or or just pointing out something is just that's your you're being prejudiced you're being racist or you're being anti whatever the the narrative is going on right yeah i mean i i would have to ask the question of whether if resist because we know that roseanne is um, well, for lack of a better way of putting it, I mean, in general, she sides with conservative mm-hmm. values. Um, although in the 90s, she was not considered that way. So it's pretty interesting. But um, if it was somebody who wasn't conservative, would it be considered Islamophobic? That's that's the question I would ask. If it was somebody not conservative, would it be considered? So what do you mean? So what's what's the implication then, or of what you're saying? Well, does it? I think I think I think a good measure of whether something is, um, should we call it racist, um, is is whether it goes both ways. Like if somebody says, <clears throat> like if somebody makes a statement about um, a black person, mm-hmm. could you take out the? Could you take out the 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 attribute of blackness and stuff in whiteness or yellowness or redness or whatever brownness yeah stuff out you know take one out for the other and would it be equally abhorrent regardless of what was in there see at that point i think that you can say that it's bad Hmm. but if it's just for one and forgive me, I haven't really thought this <laughs> all the way through, so I'm just spitballing here. Yeah, speaking out loud, or thinking out loud. Yeah, but um, at, at that point, you can say that it's bad. But if it's something that is one-sided, then you have to then you have to ask the question of: Is it one-sided? If a if a if if a person says. Okay, so so here's an example of this, and I know this is race versus religion, but here's an example of this. Um, if a person is making a statement about how all white people are bad, <laughs> like I was listening to, I was listening to, is it Cohen, James Cohen? I can't remember his name, but he was a, he was a speaker or he was a, a pastor who just passed away. Um, I can't remember his first name, and he, and he was uh, Black Liberation Theology, 
And um, some of the stuff that he was saying was just intense. It was intense talking about how like the responsibility of the um, of the of God falls under the man. I really should find quotes. Uh, the responsibility of God in terms of the Messiah like has to assume the identity of blackness and that if it's anything but black it like goes against uh we have to we have to overthrow that god so it's like you know when we're talking when we're talking about things like that like if a white person was to say that about a black person would that be okay hmm. so in the same vein like when we're talking about like things that are racist or religionist or whatever you want to say like how does that work in terms of of what's being said like is what's being said actually racist i think the way that you can tell that is you know by by whether it's a one-sided racism or whether it's an equal opportunity sort of thing hmm. you know if it's one-sided then it's actually racist if if you can if you can call it that and then if it's if it's an equal opportunity thing then it's not really racism it's just commentary right and i mean i don't watch this show but i know shows you know like i'm going to find it hard to believe that she's only commenting she's targeting this every episode right you know like and it's not just about race or something it's just it's current events and she i think she even said that in that article we pulled from that she said so she took to Twitter. Da, 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 da. Um, her work is about real issues and real people. Her words, that's what I do. Next season will be even more current events. I will challenge every sacred cow in the USA. Sacred cow. It reminds me of movie. Who's movie? Movie from is it, uh, Jane and Silent Bob Strike Back? The McDonald's ripoff? I think it's movie. I don't know. They go into the they go into like a McDonald's and the McDonald's has a golden cow in it and I think it's called Mooby. I gotta look that up. It's vaguely familiar, vaguely familiar, but but yeah. So she's saying that like uh, that's what she does. That's what she's intending to do. It's not it's not prejudiced one way or the other. And she's yeah. It's just it's it's so interesting and it's funny because some other person i don't know who this person is but the article quotes them is a muslim person i just watched i laughed and was moved as well i appreciate roseanne's recognition of is of rising islamophobia so it's like some people get it and some people don't get it or some people are just choosing to be offended by it or something it's just right well yeah i mean what was the what was the reason why people were taking issue with it? Just because she's not, she's not Islamic, and so she can't talk about it. Yeah, I don't know because as I understand the episode, like its its arc ends how it should, right? Like right. not um, segregating this this neighbor of hers and not saying you know it's not like they 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 forced the family out of the neighborhood or something like right. that. So right, 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 like, right, right, right. Her character admitted to being in the wrong, you know, and like that that neighbor relationship was like reconciled and stuff. So it's just it's people like completely missing the whole point of the episode. Apparently, maybe I should watch the episode so I can, you know. Well, I mean, that's more th I mean that's sort of a thing with the whole that whole show. That whole show right. is it's sort of an equal opportunity show. Mm -hmm. Like I don't know, have you watched the reboot at all? Not the reboot, but I used to watch it cuz my stepmom was all about Roseanne. See, I've I've watched the reboot quite a bit and I think it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, like it it does talks about all kinds of all Well, kinds it has major characters from all from, you know, all different sides of the fence. Yeah, Roseanne is the main character. But the other characters are not slouches, you know. Mm. They're main. They're main characters, and they're from all sides of the fence. And it shows the ridiculousness of all sides mm. um, of those positions. And you, you see, um, you see like a reconciliation based around the family. Like mm -hmm. that's sort of the point of it, right? So you you can see that there's a want for reconciliation there and i think it's incredibly interesting that there were people who watched that show that 
who who are Islamic and who didn't have an issue with it at all and mm-hmm. said it was good, like mm-hmm. you'd said, and then others who said that it, you know, basically they don't want Roseanne touching anything. That's and it's so interesting to me. Like I just, and that's with so many things. It's with so many things in our culture. It's like you're either for or you're against, and that's how it has to be. Right. And that's how I want it to be, and that's how I want you to be and me to be. You're either for this side or you're for this side and nothing in between. Right. There's no compromise. And, yeah, like, few things are like that in life. Right. You know, like, social issues, definitely. Like, um, but... Yeah, it's it's interesting. I was listening to a podcast where it's like, I mean, and let's see, is anything on our thing? We were going to talk about maybe talk about the the Donald Glover childish Gambino thing, but so his whole music video is is the gun the gun right. topic and right, and right, stuff. But right. that's how it is, man. Like you're the moment. So if you're a pro gun person, and we'll just. I, I, the gun topic is so hot again there was just another school shooting i don't know if you saw that i was in texas ironically at uh, a camp a school camp (laughs) so i missed it that's funny um yeah so what was i saying yeah you can be so pro-gun and so pro-second amendment but the moment you Say there's and there's a whole, there's a whole like vernacular for if you're pro or against you know these are the words you say these are the things you don't say you know and and that will tell me if you're either pro or against this issue okay and and this this is just the gun example but right and the moment you step outside of that box your side they want nothing to do with you right and they just you're you're the, like it's they just box you in and it's so crazy it's right so well and I think. <clears throat> Not to get into Donald Glover, yeah, Childish Gambino's uh, performance, but I think that's sort of what he's doing in his videos. He's showing there's like multiple sides to <clears throat> America, and in terms of that conversation, and, and in terms of like the black experience, mm. um, yeah. So, yeah, everybody wants to put you in a box. Mm-hmm. And so, how do you progress past issues? <laughs> in this day and age you don't, you don't right you just have the loudest voice or you don't care and i think that's that's where roseanne is is she doesn't care yeah i was also just now thinking don't care but i'm a friend geo mm. that's like the position i think he he claims to take and how he's expressed like post millennials right like they don't care. Like they don't talk about these things. Like right. they don't want to talk about these things. They don't right. want to make enemies or you know create friendships based on these things. And right, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, we need to do another segment of Geo on the streets. Yeah, the uh, the last. I don't think Geo watches Roseanne. I could be wrong. <laughs> the last thing that Geo taught me, and I don't know if this is an inappropriate term, but the last thing that Geo on the streets taught me was the term dead ass, which apparently means serious. Serious. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. Like when people someone says, dude, are you serious? And when when if someone were to go, oh, dude, I'm dead ass serious. Now, cut out the serious. You're just dead ass. Interesting. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I was thinking that it would be a good replacement for a future amen. You know, like all God's people said, dead ass. <laughs> I'd never say that. Yeah, I think we might get in trouble <laughs> for, saying, <laughs> for saying that. But that's the common vernacular. You think that all God's people said amen back in the day? Come on. Dead ass. I'm not going to start saying that. Maybe Geo. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's move on from Roseanne. Okay. Um, this one's a interesting one. Um, maybe we should save this one. This one might take longer. But okay, so the DJ Khaled one. We'll do that one. Sure. Um, DJ Khaled. DJ Khaled. So DJ Khaled. Have recently, you ever listened to DJ Khaled talk? I've heard him say his name really loud <laughs> because that's what he does at the beginning of every song. I don't think I've ever heard him talk like in a conversation. All right. I don't know. If, I don't know who somebody's saying Boolin. Is that a geo term? Boolin. What is Boolin? What I just is, heard that recently. What is Boolin? 
Geo tried to teach it to to our our group the other day. Dude, maybe Geo did teach me that word. It just means like, no. Gosh, there's so much. There's so much language, and it's it's just always evolving. Yeah, it's always changing. English language for sure. But it's so rapid nowadays. Right. <laughs> like they they'll they'll pick up a word and then they'll ditch it in like right. a month. And oh, did you still say that? Right. You're a fool. Um, yeah. Every now and then, a new term becomes fetch. <laughs> <laughs> good one okay so have i heard dj khaled talk no maybe you can pull up just a, a short snippet but so dj khaled recently made some comments about i guess his sex life i his i'm told that it means just hanging with friends just hanging yeah i think geo told me said it to me as what's booling like what's happening or or, or maybe that's a different word I like what's hanging no, it's not hanging. It's a it's a word that's like, how do you get that for that? It doesn't make any sense. Weird. Yes. I would like to know for our two listeners at the moment, what is the etymology of boolin? Boolin. Boolin. Ur- Urban Dictionary, dude. I know, but Urban I want somebody dictionary. else to look at it. Okay, up. so DJ Khaled said this uh, in an interview someone dug up. Uh, he said that he doesn't perform oral sex but expects it from his wife because there are different rules for men. Why is he even talking? Well, okay. Was it on like, was it in a magazine or something? Um, well, USA Today pulled this up. <laughs> USA Today? <laughs> they unearthed some old, it just says some older interview. Okay. I don't know. You know, someone just, do, sure. just doing some journalism. Sure. Just doing some investigative journalism. Someone's being salty with DJ Khaled. For whatever reason, they got some, some beef with DJ Khaled. Um, but... And then and then Dwayne Johnson like reposted it, which made it then go viral because someone is personally messaging me instead of messaging the comment thread. I don't know what's going on. Share it with the world, man. Yeah, dude, put it on the comment thread. I don't know who you are. Okay, because some because men there are different rules for men. Okay, so he doesn't do that because there are different rules for men. Dwayne Johnson retweeted it and said, "As a man, <clears throat> clears his throat. I take great pride in mastering all performances." <laughs> and then he's excused himself from the the conversation. That's the future president. <laughs> so maybe that's why it made the news because Dwayne Johnson retweeted sure. it, and Dwayne Johnson's like the next prez or something. Right. Um, twenty twenty two, um, and so. <laughs> Let's see what what uh, what do we make of of DJ Khaled's comments about some rules are just different for for men in terms of sex. What makes for a he- healthy sexual relationship between couples? Where's DJ Khaled come from? Does in, does his position have any validity whatsoever in the relation sexual relationship between two people? Does DJ Khaled, where does DJ Khaled come from? Do we know like what his background is? Like his, like what he practices or something? Yeah. I don't like know. what's his belief system? I don't know. We'll look that up. Look it up. Are there different rules? So there are different rules for men. So, I mean, is there even enough to go off of there? Like, <laughs> can can we speak into that? Maybe his, I don't know if he's married. I think he's married. Maybe his wife is. Uh, he's Muslim. He's a Muslim. So, I mean, I don't know a lot about... Um, born and raised in New Orleans. A Muslim born and raised in... What do they call it? No, mm, Nola. 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 Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. What does a Muslim faith teach about man and wife and, and that kind of... Does it speak to anything like that? Well, you know, I can't speak authoritatively, but I know that it does... I mean... It does place women below, below men. Like severely below men, right? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's where he's coming from then. Just I'm the man and this is my woman and she has to do whatever I want. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it doesn't seem like he's – I don't get from that that he's I don't either. unwilling to you know, satisfy his wife. Right. But just that, yeah, he, he has a certain view. Um, you know, so, I mean, that's interesting. We could get into, we could get into the different views between men and women. Um, Vijnal Mangawadi. <laughs> nice plug. A, uh, he wrote a book called The Book That Made Your World. And he, um, it's, he's a student of Francis Schaeffer. He's Indian. His, you know, most of his country is, is, um, is, 
Hindu? What's Hindu, yeah. And their view of women is incredibly low. Um, and he goes on at length in this book talking about how the biblical view has lifted women to the position of being equal with men, at least in the sight of God. Um, not to say that there aren't different roles and functions, but that they're equal. And there's an exploration of that equality that allows for like sexual freedom and other things in relationships. So that's, you know, positive. Um, yeah, you were just talking about that a little bit last, last week too, right? in in your sermon like yeah in terms of like the yeah the family unit but you were saying you said something along the lines of when it comes to god there is no more there's no man well that's what did you i mean say? it's straight out of scripture yeah there's no man and there's there's no woman and there's i forget exactly how you I'll, I'll pull up the exact scripture for you so i don't yeah i just don't i i don't remember the context in which you're in what you were how you were presenting it right no, either well i was um, just what i was talking about was that there is equality in um sort of the ontological nature of human beings like mm -hmm. human beings in essence mm -hmm. are equal before mm -hmm. god mm -hmm. um and when we put in function obviously they're well in yeah but even in that <coughs> even in that the need for human beings to function differently is is equal too so in, in this sense, everybody is doing their part to function correctly. It's not that one part is more important than another. Mm -hmm. It's just one part is different than another to make it function better. Uh, it's from Galatians. Actually, it's from a number of places. But Galatians 3.28, I think is what I quoted. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male nor female, for you are all one in Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> So, I mean, in terms of that, you actually don't see, at least in Christianity, you don't see a lot of those laws, which is really interesting because it comes out of that area, that same region. Mm -hmm. um, but the difference is, is that in Christianity, a, a woman is equal to a man. That's the difference. Does she have a different function as a man? Yeah. And a man has a different function as a woman, but they're equal to each other. Whereas in Islam, they're not. So, and again, I, I, I yeah, have we, to do more prep work to look into that. But Yeah, we don't really know exactly where he's coming from. But obviously, that's the red flag for people when he says words like there are different rules for men. Um, obviously, that's a, that's a sensitive button for people. And, you know... Well, we got to be careful. You might be accused of being Islamophobic mm -hmm. or and talking about the difference. genderphobic or, or something. Right. Something along those lines. Female phobic. Right. Whoops. Um, yeah, I guess we have to look more into where he was coming from. Yeah, I didn't even say what, where the, what the interview was. It just said, in an old interview, dug up, blah, 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 blah. And then Dwayne Johnson retweeted something, and that's why I went viral. And that's why he's going to be president of the United because States. Because whatever he does... It's even if point, it's even if it's rampage one <laughs> we, we weren't going to talk about that again we oh. left it dead um anyways okay let's break for our, our game which means we gotta oh, make, okay make a call make a call. all right we're making a call the next topic will be pretty big so i want to i don't want to cover another one um before a thing so um yeah one second i'm gonna make a call okay He's making a call, and so I'm just going to do it on my phone and my compute. Right. We got three listeners right now. I don't know if any of them are, are um, you know, are on it, but just to remind you what we're going to do. So we're playing trivia, and it's reboot trivia, and so it's going to be on things that are being rebooted right now in honor of the Karate Kid reboot, which is awesome. Um, for the record, it's awesome. You can watch it on YouTube Red, which nobody has, but I guess that's the thing. Uh, but in any case, we're playing that, and that um, people are going to be competing. Our listeners will compete with each other on the air, live, to win some Red Bull. So this is unofficially sponsored by Red Bull. <laughs> and we're dialing. What do we got? Oh, let's. will someone pick up? Can you hear me? Yep. 
Stand by. <laughs> Brittany, you got you, do I got gotcha? you? Hello. Can you hear? This is this is your your conscience speaking. Okay, hold on. All right, so you can hear you can hear good. I hear good. Okay, and you can hear good, right? Yes. Say yes. Okay, we got three people. So who do we got on the air right now? We got. Uh, his, I think his name is John Parker. His Facebook says he lives in Milwaukee, Oregon. Oh, weird. It's really close to us. Um, John Parker. Imagine that. Imagine He must have had his GPS on, like, near podcast live near you or something like his that. His address is... <laughs> <laughs> something like that. And then this other person has the same last name as me, but it's a woman named Brittany. So also another coincidence. And then this other person doesn't believe in social media at all, so he makes things difficult when you make calls to him because you're set up in one way with some people and you have to take special steps to get on the phone with this other person, and that's my brother. Okay, so we have trivia this week. It's a three-way competition. Oh, and by the way, we gave the champion of last episode a chance to uh, uh, defend his title. <clears throat> that's right. And... Um, he said he was he was scared to do it and then didn't want to get on. I think those was his exact words. Words. I'm kind of scared to do it. Do I? Do I have to? That's what I heard as well. Mm-hmm. I'll so, confirm. Um, we're just kidding. He didn't say that. Okay. So this week's trivia for you three for the chance to win some Red Bull. I don't want Red Bull. I'm Not I do. <laughs> I do believe you just recently tried a new Red Bull flavor and said, "Oh my gosh, that's so good! It tastes like candy." Yeah, but I don't want it. <laughs> you can okay. give it to your child. I'm still playing. Okay, so this week's trivia, as I mentioned, is reboot trivia in honor of everything being rebooted all the time. <laughs> to make a long story short, right? So, cue the music, please. Beautiful. I don't. Th- I don't think they can hear it on their end. They can't. <laughs> but if if any of them listen to it back, it'll be awesome. Yeah, that's them. right. Um, and anyone. Yeah. Okay. So reboot trivia. Here we go. So First, the yeah. So the rules are. Go ahead, Josh. So the rules are for reboot trivia is Adam's going to read for you, and then you're going to have to. Try to guess before the other, the first person to get it right yeah. is, is going to get the You're guessing the point. what is being rebooted based on the clue. Pretty simple. Um, oh, I'm so nervous. Okay, here we go. First up City of Angels, Salvation, Wicked Prayer were all a part of this series that's being rebooted, whose star suffered a similar fate as Steve Irwin. <laughs> Oh, very the nice. The crow is correct. One point to contestant number Jeremy. Good job. So far, you're in the lead after one question. Right. Here we go. Christina Ricci's dead co-star probably won't be in this film reboot about roughnecked soldiers. Oh, a round of applause to John Parker. And the the hidden clue in there was, of course, Casper, um, Casper Van Dien and also Casper the Friendly Ghost. Yep. Roughneck Soldiers, Rico's Roughnecks. Good job, John Parker. I think he <laughs> said that that movie was the best movie of all time, <laughs> bar none. He's told me that before. Um, sure. Next up, so the one-to-one with Brittany at... Uh, a lonely zero. Um, <laughs> next up, Ferris Bueller's sister will probably have to stay in the corner for this film reboot. Who's 
Oh, <laughs> except except you don't have to say what is. <laughs> this is not Jeopardy, and we don't want to be sued. <laughs> so please stop saying what is. Um, Dirty Dancing was right. Quick draw, John, on that one. All right. Here we go. We're still best of friends, Brittany. <laughs> I love you. Jonathan the Fifth will be looking to reclaim his place in Americans' hearts when this franchise resurrects. Incorrect. Uh, oh, oh, can I say it again? Yes. Short circuit. Yes. <laughs> Jonathan the Fifth, Johnny number five, will be looking to reclaim his place in Americans' hearts when this franchise resurrects, when he comes to life. Next up, this is a simple one. Crafted by yours truly, Josh McGarry. Heads will roll in Scotland when the game begins. Highlander. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I told you that one was good. <laughs> so the score is John 3, Jeremy 1, Brittany. I'm sorry, but at this point, you have no chance of winning. <laughs> <laughs> the good news is you can still make the podium. The bad news is there's only three contestants, so you all make the podium. <laughs> and I also still get a dinner on Monday. So. <clears throat> Here we go. No mercy if you want to win the All Valley Tournament. Bring it on. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. You are now out. You cannot answer again. That was wrong. Uh, Please, no. 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 <laughs> no mercy if you want to win the All Valley Tournament. Nothing? Nothing from our contestants. Five. I said, uh, so was I wrong? It is not bring it on. <laughs> and you should be ashamed for dropping that. We all know your secret favorite second movie is bring it on right next to Starship Troopers. The answer is Karate Kid. Oh, Cobra Kai. Very nice. I'm going to give it to him. Yes, I'm going nice. to give it to him. I'm going to give it to nice. him just to make the game interesting. Yes. He said Cobra Kai. Oh, also, by the way, none of you better have your phones out. <laughs> you will be judged harshly. I'm using my phone to call you. And there you go. Perfect. That yeah, works. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So the score is John 3. Mm, you could argue that John deserves a minus one for saying bring it on. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. So John 3... Jeremy two, <sighs> Brittany zero. <laughs> Here we go. Last one and last one. It won't be as ironic when somebody other than Adrian Brody calls someone ugly in this franchise relaunch. <laughs> I'll say it one more time. What? Predator. Oh. Very nice. This just got interesting. <laughs> and we're going to have to come up with a on-the-spot tiebreaker because it is three to three. Um, okay, I got one. Josh has got one. You have to speak loud so they can all hear you. All right, you guys ready? Yes. Okay, ready. There will probably be no William Shatner or John Lithgow in this reboot. Say it again, Josh. Say it. Say it one more time. There will probably be no John Lithgow or William Shatner in this reboot. For what it's worth, I think it's a another sequel, not a reboot. But I don't know if it's, it's, it's like the same. Well, it was anthology based before, so at least what I'm talking about. So hopefully, this is a sequel in the same universe, though. Okay. It's not a Star Trek movie. Really reaching. Uh, I got nothing. Jeremy? Yeah, I got nothing. <sighs> so say what it was. It was Gremlins. 
right right you guys know about the gremlins the 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 uh the gremlins um the twilight zone the twilight zone gremlins um skit that was originally william shatner and then was john lithgow in the in the movie but they're rebooting the gremlins franchise We have to come up with another tiebreaker. There has to be a winner. This isn't a soccer match. There will be a winner. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Okay, so we got a movie, we got a movie. reboot in mind. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... <clears throat> hmm. You... In this reboot... You probably won't smell the woman, although you will be able uh, able to smell her little friends. In this reboot, you probably won't smell the woman, even though you will be able to smell her little friends. No. There you go. It was Scarface. They're remaking it, directed by Antoine Fuqua. That's right. Which terrible idea. idea. (laughs) Hey, we're not supporting anything. We're just saying the facts. So that means John Parker is the winner with a score of four. So congratulations to you, John, and uh, thanks for everyone participating. Now we're going to get back to it. John, you've won an an undisclosed amount of Red Bull. <laughs> could be a lot, could be a little, could be fresh, could be expired. We'll have to see. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everyone. Goodbye. Good night. Wow, we weren't ready for the tiebreaker. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, good. Good fun. Good so fun. now that we've lost all of our audience, <laughs> we're, we're, we're getting back to it. Okay, so the next up. So, Cannes Film Festival had been going on. I mentioned it at the beginning. Lars von Trier is back in the picture. Um, always been a controversial filmmaker, and his movies are really dark. And um, How do you pronounce his name? Troyer, Trier? I pronounce it von Trier, but Trier. I'm not saying that's right. All right, okay. Well, hopefully, I don't get labeled as... A von Trierist. He's from he's from Denmark. So what would that be? A, da- uh, a Danophobe. <laughs> Danish. Um, so his movies are always really depressing, and right. there's no real um, hope or light in them. I'll say. Um, so he's got a movie coming out that's being shown at Cannes Film Festival. It's called The House That Jack Built. It's got Matt Dillon and Uma Thurman and some other relatively. Um, big people, no one huge, but so it's a movie about a serial killer, um, and apparently it's like the most violent thing that's ever been shown at at this film festival. People at the film festival, which is like a prestigious like right. event, you know, right, like right, right, right. it's like dress and gown. It's like people like high movie critics are going there, and like high right. high producers, and like all these like fam- people in the industry that are like high up and. It's, it's usually like really like artsy movies and stuff like that. But so he's got a movie coming out. It's about a serial killer, and apparently it's just horrific to the point where people are walking out of the premiere and stuff. And we're not talking like your average movie goer, right? We're talking like people whose job it is to like high critique these films and stuff like that, mm-hmm. which makes it even more interesting. But saying that it's it's not even art; it's disgusting. Like women and children, specifically women. It, women are being like mutilated and senselessly killed and so on and so forth to the point like we someone said like we're expected to come out here and dress in gown and sit through something like that like it's disgusting like all kinds of you know quotes from these different people and um yeah apparently it's 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 really intense with that said for the people that did stick around like they ended the they end it ended and a handful of them or whatever the people did stick around like gave him a standing ovation which yeah is, like a six minute standing ovation which is really interesting but he also had i think he had an ovation at the beginning too because he 
I don't know. He made some sort of like sympathetic Nazi comments. The la- the last movie that yeah, he something uh, about Hitler. He couldn't. He he said something about Hitler right. specifically, and that yeah, obviously didn't go over well. Which whatever. yeah. Um, but yeah. So the question is, in movies like his, and I've watched. Oh, he was banned. That's what it was. He was banned for seven years from the Cannes Film oh, Festival. Oh, so he's back, and now he comes back with this, <laughs> right? Like this horror show, right? Um, yeah, I've watched. So he first, I think he first like burst on with that movie Melancholia. Melancholia. Kirsten yeah. Dunst. Mm-hmm. I never saw it. I don't even know what it's about. A lot of people find that to be like beautiful. Yeah. Do you know what it's about? The end of the world. Mm. Um, but I watched his last piece. Mm-hmm. It's like a three-parter or a two-three-parter, and it's called Nymphomaniac, which of course is about sex addicts um and yep. it's here we go again <laughs> always talking about and it's it was dark man like it was yeah. dark and well he had this he had another one that was like really big um and it was i think it was rumored to have actual sex scenes in it uh that was with, the with one... defoe oh yeah, i don't know antichrist oh where no. the couple that go to a cabin mm, i don't remember yeah i never saw it but i've read about it yeah, he makes movies that are just right visceral, like right, like on another level, I right. guess. But so the question for, I guess, our purposes and for our listeners' purposes is, when does art stop being art? Um, so ver- versus what, I guess, when does art stop being art, w- and start becoming anti-art? anti-art so what does that mean well that's what, what francis, francis schaefer and how do you define that francis schaefer i i pulled it up because you know obviously we're talking about this um francis schaefer defined art as anti-art when it is mere intellectual statement divorced from reality of who people are and the fullness of what the universe is hmm. yeah so basically it's it's not art it's anti-art when something puts something out there in front of you that has no value discussed in it about the, who human beings are yeah. essentially, or like the beauty of the universe. If it, if it doesn't talk about the beauty of the universe, if it just talks about gross, disgusting things, then it's not really art. It, it actually takes away or from just you. Depicts, depicts anything gross or disgusting. Yeah. For and the purpose can, of depiction. And that can be anything for the record. Like, right. Like not even like gross and disgusting like literally you know right but i guess in this movie it would be right it would be literally but yeah just for the sake of it right so i know you always call it like what do you call it torture porn or maybe that that's not yes. what you call it maybe that's just what it's called that's an industry term that they use for a lot for a uh, genre of horror like hostels yeah like or hostel, right? the hills have eyes too yeah mutilation just because or a human centipede yeah Watched that movie not knowing what it was about and wasn't pleased. I remember I was really angry about, <laughs> about that. Yeah. It kept popping up on my Netflix and then I watched it and it was, yeah. I've never, ever, ever recommended that to anybody. In fact, I tell people, please don't watch it. Like I beg them not to watch it. Right, right, um, right. So, so art stops becoming art when it's, when it's void of anything of value to, to, to man. Right. And doesn't reflect what doesn't reflect that. Yep. Yeah. And I think, yeah, when you, when we talk about torture porn, like that's, it's really true. And I remember the Hills have eyes too. And I remember thinking about that. It's one of the only movies I've ever walked out of. Mm. Um, The other one that I walked Mm -hmm. out of was Texas Chainsaw. And that was, that was the first remake. The the remake with Jessica Biel. Early 2000. Yeah. And I'll be honest, like as a man, that was like, a decision that I had to make because Jessica Biel was looking great in that movie. And I still like felt um, spiritually uncomfortable Mm -hmm. about watching what was going on. So I walked out Mm -hmm. of that film and I, I have seen a lot of films because, you know, I used to, to manage a theater and I would watch every film that came through. So yeah. Yeah. There's just some, when it's, when it's lacking any sort of humanity, um, there's a statement that he makes in the, um, what is it called in the trailer about 
the heaven something and hell. yeah so, uh heaven being for he says the soul he believes heaven and in the trailer so sorry we don't have the trailer queued up for you but in the trailer matt Dillon's character who is the serial killer jack he says i believe heaven and hell are the same place uh, yeah heaven is for the soul and hell is for the body right so what were you about to say about that no i was just i was just about to say that it was it just shows like the confusing state that that we're sort of in as people you know this idea that you are it's almost like a well speaking of art actually it's what i got from another line he says in the movie or or the message in the trailer at least was that what he was doing is art right like what he's doing in killing people right playing out what is in his fictional mind right like that is art He's, say, he's suggesting that what he's doing in killing all these people is his art. Right. Well, there's a and difference really There's a difference between precision and art. You know what I mean? Like you can somebody can say that they have um pr- like a precision control of something and they can call it art, but if it lacks the need to communicate, if it lacks um yeah a soul to it then it's not i mean just because somebody can 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 um take a chop saw and cut a bunch of things according to measurement that doesn't mean that they're an artist an artist is somebody who crafts something specifically you know uh, for with a design in mind specifically for that purpose you know so you can be an artist and then have a precision craft mm. but just having a precision craft doesn't make you an artist interesting the <clears throat> the thing that i think is interesting about this with lars von troyer trier or whatever whatever um lvt <laughs> is that it sort of mirrors his life right i don't know like think about what he does. He puts <clears throat> these mm-hmm. he puts these sort of grotesque imageries out there for people and he watches their impact on people and then people praise him for it. Mm. Not unlike this character mm-hmm. where this character is well I guess I don't know if this, you know, if they praise him for it, but he views that as art and mm-hmm. he wants people to see that as art and mm-hmm. he doesn't care if people are disgusted by it or whatever because he's just putting out there what's in his mind. Mm-hmm. And that's very similar to how this character is talking about things. How this character like sees himself as an artist, he doesn't care what people think. He likes that people so it's it's almost like autobiographical in that if, way. I wonder if in in the I mean, I don't know how much press he'll do for the movie because he's not that kind of right filmmaker but right i wonder if that will ever come out at some point that'll be interesting to keep an eye out for yeah it reminded me a lot of myself when i was making this movie yeah <laughs> uh let's never go to lunch ever let's never yeah. do that <laughs> yeah i think the the thing is is that you know you've got sort of algorithmic artistry that's going on um, especially in the music scene where you've got different music services that are producing algorithms for music like so people can sleep or be in the right type of like work mood and so on and so forth. And to have that happen on a visual level, when a human being is is looking for an emotional stimulus, but they aren't looking to propagate a person's like soul, mm-hmm. they're just looking to create reaction. You know, that's that's what he wants. He wants reaction. So he's putting visceral imagery together using sort of low-hanging fruit of philosophy and, you know, bottom-of-the-barrel bargain bin philosophy mm-hmm. with this low-hanging fruit and then putting visceral imagery together and calling it artwork. Well, it's not. It's really sort of algorithmic anti-art where he's just sort of being a Jackson Pollock, like yeah. he's taking and throwing things onto a canvas mm-hmm. and... And, you know, people are abhorred at it. And then other people are like, oh, that's so amazing. I want to buy it. Yeah. This, I was just thinking about <clears throat> myself and how I view, <laughs> like, media and stuff. And so, obviously, I don't like movies like that. Mm-hmm. Like these dark, no hope, no light. The characters have no redeeming qualities. Uh, movies, I don't like movies like that. A lot of the times, and my brother and I talk about this, but 
like a lot of times I don't even like movies that are like like real like those characters are going through real issues and it's deeply emotional and it's like heavy and stuff like that and like where it is like it, it reflects like human like dynamic and nature and relationship and all this stuff just because I don't I don't have to, like I don't always want I don't want to see that the majority of the time in in movies and like those are the kind of movies like he you likes for, for like example escapism I just want like a lighter sometimes I just want something that's not what you see in life you know like right. I don't want to be reminded that that's how it is okay like I know that's how it is and and so like I'm not saying I avoid those kind of movies but like I don't flock to them as like those are my favorite kinds type thing see for me it's the uh, it's the other end of that spectrum for me like the pinnacle of the artistic expression is when you have like the dark knight right mm -hmm. where you have sort of this ultra realistic example um, of good and evil playing out on a massive scale and you have all sides represented and then you have the side of of hope and yeah sometimes the bad guy um succeeds and that's one of the things i like about the dark knight in particular is that the 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 joke is on batman like yeah. the bad guy succeeds yes the city doesn't fail um, in, in, cho uh, in, in choosing the boat dilemma that the Joker puts forward, but you know, he's able to quote unquote corrupt two face. He's able to mm -hmm. quote unquote corrupt the visage of the Batman. Who's no longer seen as good by the people, but seen as the perpetrator. He's, he's able to corrupt these things, but in that corruption, you still see the hope of this man mm -hmm. who's you know able to do what he needs to do to survive and to do right by things um there's another movie i can't remember what the name of it is but it's with the priest who's going to be killed oh you were just talking about that with right us what is that called yeah while you're looking for that it's <laughs> it's funny too because i'll go through the phases of this too and they are phases like so with music like in the last probably two weeks or something, your dad will appreciate this if he's listening or ever does, and my wife can attest to this, but I've had like the country music station on in my car because country music, to me, is surface level and just sort of, you know, like um, happy like melodies and stuff like that and, and right. whatever, just because I've been in a mood where I don't want to listen to like, like, music that's you know talking about something deeper just whatever it's weird how it it's it's and it's a phase like it'll be like that for a couple of weeks and then i'll stop yeah i just get into moods. that's why you like christmas music yeah i love christmas music See, yeah. i can't stand that i love it for that reason because it's like it's like it reminds me of an innocent like period you know like an innocent period in my like it like reminds me of my childhood right like when I didn't have to worry about these things. That's funny. And so like it just See, I don't think I've ever experienced that, <laughs> if I'm being honest. I like when I want to get out of that, I go into other things that are like You that. go watch Law and Order as you fall asleep. Making <laughs> 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 <Like a> weirdo. <laughs> In this or episode wanna, of Law and Order and it's a <laughs> multiple rape suspect something something. Or I want to or I want to play like um uh, the Arkham games, mm. you know, where I get to go into another character who's not me dealing with even harsher things, but still similar things so that I can be reminded that things aren't as bad. Although, you know, and though there is good in the world, the movie, by the way, it's 2014. It's Calvary. It's just called Calvary. It's called Calvary. Yeah. And, uh, it's about a priest who is threatened and told that he's going to die in seven days. Some no, guy's going to no spoilers. Some, yeah, sure. That he's going to die in seven days. Some guy's going to kill him and how he has to deal with this. Does he run? Does he kill the guy? Does he whatever? And, and I just, that. I remember just feeling like, man, every, every pastor should watch this movie in terms of like how he deals with it. It was yeah. very, very emotional for me. Well, so now that you have a good idea of what Josh is like versus what I'm like, you probably have definite perception of me as being like this. <laughs> Whatever, I won't, I won't say it. I like to double. Uh, I like to double down on the on the on the dark. Yeah, it's funny, um, but I don't like that sort of Lars von Troyer thing. Yeah, me neither, man. Like, and if I do watch it, like I I recognize it as like this is. Well, do you, uh, so it's a, it exhausts me like spiritually. That's what it. That's what it is. It yeah, it sucks. It sucks out of you, almost like demonic, like succubus or or incubus. Yeah, I remember the movie The Cell. 
Um, yeah, I never saw that. Jennifer one. Lopez and, and my boy, um, what is his name? D'Onofrio. Mm. Vincent D'Onofrio. And he's, he's a serial killer. And she has to go into his mind. And it's just some jacked she's up stuff. She's a serial killer. No, he's, he's a serial killer. She has to go into his mind. He's a serial killer. And she has to go into his mind to figure out with new technology. And she has to go into his mind to figure out where this person is being hid. Um, and I just remember, like, I watched that movie three times trying to figure out why it made me feel mm. weird. And I would, like, watch it with people, like, trying to figure out, like, what was going on. And I remember, like, the third time I watched it, I remember thinking to myself, oh, this movie is sucking the life out of me. That's what makes me feel weird It about literally it. feels like that. Like, it's taking... <laughs> it's taking from you. Yeah. They're weird. And that's how I felt when I watched that, for sure, that Human Centipede movie. I'm just like... Yeah. This yeah. is no good. And you gotta <laughs> this guard... This is no good for you. You gotta guard, like, who you are. That's the thing. It's it's really interesting, like, what we allow ourselves to be subjected to, what we allow our kids to be subjected to. Yeah. That's... So, I like... I do remember having feelings, too. Like, I was... I was... I was too young to be watching that Texas Chainsaw movie, but I did. I watched it... I was probably 13, but like looking back, right. like, like I remember being just my, my, my word then was just that movie scared me. It scared me. It scared me. But now it's just like, it's, it's not that it scares me. It's just that I know that it's not good for me. You know, like yeah, it's a like, little bit more articulation to it. Something like, wrong. I still recognize it, but it's not just, I just label it as I'm scared of that movie. You know, like, right. I know that that movie is no good. <laughs> right there's something there's something wrong with it that goes beyond sort of the 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 league the legality of it mm. it's like i'm not just getting away with something and my parents wouldn't want me to watch this it's like before god i'm doing mm. something that god would not be okay with me doing yeah and there's it's it goes against the moral yeah. the moral law and i remember that yeah i remember that i remember thinking because i watched um the hills have eyes one and I remember thinking, okay, this movie was actually okay. Like in terms of what it was, it was okay. And then when I watched Hills of Eyes 2, I was just like, what am I watching? It's because like, there's that, that rape the, scene, right? Right at the beginning. Yeah. And an interesting, an interesting fact of that movie, of that, of that story was that we, so movie theaters, they share, movie theaters share um, reels, basically. not reels, they share platters is what they're called, where you'll put two movies on the same platter. Back in the days when film... Yes, when we used actual film, yes. and it was a thing, celluloid, yes. um, <coughs> you'd, you'd put movies on platters, and, and different movies would share the same platter, and so sometimes a projectionist might start the wrong film, <laughs> and for whatever reason, our film buyer had decided to put that movie with a children's movie <laughs> and um it almost got there we were able to stop the film before because a, a parent came out and was like what is with these previews yeah and then these we previews usually are um you know in line in the same category as the movie you're watching right right so right when and you're going so to see um whatever you're gonna watch nemo and you're, you're not going to watch horror movie previews. The yeah. remake of Friday the 13th or something like that. You're like, <laughs> oh, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like one after another, all these like really bad like movies. And yeah, needless to say, we stopped it pretty much in like the opening like credits of the movie. We were able to stop it right before it got to that scene. But yeah, I just, that was not a good movie. That's like something where... If it got bad enough, like yeah, that you could mother get in, could that theater yeah. shut down. You yeah. know, like you could really get in trouble boom, for that. You're done because <laughs> yeah. you've just emotionally scarred, scarred somebody for life. For life, and how yeah. do you how do you put a a, a value on that? You know, yeah. it's just like ooh, dodged a bullet there. Yes. So what you don't realize is that theater projectionists hold life and death in their hands, in the very fingertips. That's right. In their very fingertips. Yes. <laughs> So hug one next time you see one. Well, yes. they, don't, they don't exist really anymore. Now it's a button or a click. Yeah. Um, we should wrap up. Yeah. We should wrap up. So for those of you that stuck around, thanks for tuning in. For those of you that will listen to it in the future, you're welcome. I'm just kidding. Um, I hope you enjoyed. Um, let's see. We got some stuff coming up. First of all, if you're interested in the topics today, um, or just staying relevant, you can check out our, our WordPress 
because I'm hoping our director is um, helping to stay on top of that. Um, I'll check in with her. Um, or you can check out us out on Facebook or Twitter. Um, and if you have questions, reach out to us on those those platforms at Culture Insanity. Um, we always post these um, these videos um, live, and we try to post previews um, to keep you updated on when right. it's happening. It's every two weeks at 8 p.m. on a Saturday, so always be looking for the latest episode. Um, if you have something you're personally interested in or want to hear it discussed or um, if you have feedback on something we've already discussed. Or if you want to play the game. If you want to play the, if you want to play the game. Yeah, um, reach out. We'll include you. Um, and if you're interested in exploring your faith or are completely new to Christ or the Bible, you can check out the help tab on vigilance.blog. Um, we you also, can, you can also go to abfpdx.org. New domain. Yep. abfpdx.org. Um, we have an event coming up, not the, tomorrow, Sunday, but in one week from tomorrow, um, the next cross-examination panel, which is on predestination, I believe. Yep, predestination and free will. Prince, Prince of Peace Prince. in Battleground, Washington. So it's a little bit of a jaunt. Touch yeah. base with one of your friends or us if you want to carpool, if you know us. <laughs> yeah. Um, or you can meet us here at, at Aletheia Bible Fellowship, I guess, if you don't know us. Yep, or you can meet us on our Facebook page. Yeah, and we'll 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 get something worked out. So that will be at seven p.m. Seven p.m. Prince of Peace in Battleground, Washington. There will be a panel of pastors talking about predestinations, ready to answer whatever questions you have in regards to the topic of predestination. We will certainly try. They will certainly try. Um, they're really good. The last, the last um, cross examination, cross X, if you will, panel was was really fun and had a lot of great turnout. And so we're really excited that it seems to be picking up traction. So um, hop on, hop on that train. And with that, uh, we look forward to next time, episode number fourteen. Uh, good night. Godspeed. The views presented in this program are not meant to express the specific views of the Lafayette Bible Fellowship. You are listening to the Vigilance Radio Network.